This is What's the Deal, Grossiel, the podcast that explores the people, places, history, and events that make Grossiel unique. I'm your host, Ben Fode. When we moved to Grossiel, I hadn't lived near a large body of water. I learned to sail a little bit on a lake in Hillsdale County when I ran a camp, but never anything like the Great Lakes or the Detroit River. It shouldn't have been a surprise that Grossiel High School had a rowing team and a sailing team, but that's another show. And it shouldn't have been a surprise to see rowers out on the water with jet skis and the freighters. And yet it was. Well, I thought you would all enjoy learning more about Grossiel Crew, especially with their Cannon Bottle Drive coming up on October 16th. It's a program that deserves all the support we can give it. To borrow back a phrase that was exported to Minnesota, let's row the boat. So Scott Cedic is the head rowing coach for Grossiel High School. Do I have that right? Uh, yes, sir. Yep. And then you also have, is it the same role with the Wyandotte Boat Club? Yeah, I've been the head coach at Grozeal. I started as an assistant in 1998. A few short years after that, I became the head coach of the program. And I've also served as the head coach at Wyandotte for the last couple of years as well. Your leadership and enthusiasm for the sport and the kids, I have to add, is inspiring. Thanks for joining me to talk crew, Scott. My pleasure. My pleasure. I always uh, appreciate an opportunity to, to talk about our sport, especially within our community. Well, I want to start with some gratitude. My boys right now are 11 and 13. And last year, so 2020, 20, they participated in the get to know rowing. It was like a one day thing. And then I think it was the next weekend was the indoor regatta that, that gets hosted on Grossiel at the middle school. I think that's an, is that an annual thing? Yep. And then right after that, was when COVID hit our community hard and everything shut down. And so that was really, really interesting. But when they participated, so they'd never rowed before, they'd never been on an erg, and they were in the very first heat and they came in dead last, both of them. And so that meant they spent a minute or so rowing by themselves with, I don't know, 150 people or something, cheering them on. And it was really the most amazing thing. Everybody was cheering them, people from all over. It seemed like it was all over the state and even some folks from Canada cheering them on. What, what is it about crew that makes everybody so supportive of everybody else? I think there's a pretty big team and an individual aspect that, that a lot of our kids and, well, I mean, all age groups tend to embrace. I mean, you, you mentioned their experience in the race. You know, you're with this group of people, you know, and everyone's going at it as hard as they can. You know, when you're you're part of that pack for a while, there's always going to be somebody that finishes first and there's always going to be somebody that finishes last. But, you know, especially on that rowing machine where you have numbers staring at you in the face every time you take a stroke, there's there's a strong sense of accountability that comes along with it that I think that a lot of our athletes appreciate. And when you you talk about the crowd and the other athletes that cheer them on, you know, we've all been part of it. We all know what it we all know what it feels like, you know, to 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 finish at various phases of the race. And, and we know what that feels like. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of support there, whether you're crossing the finish line first or last. Yeah. And now that, that meter regatta uh, was organized by Grossiel crew. Uh, how big is that, is the program and how long has it been part of high school athletics here? Yeah, we've, we've held that particular event. We took it over probably back in the late nineties, early two thousands, but the rowing program in general uh, has been a varsity sport at Grozeal since 1989. We started as a, a summer recreational program just to get kids interested in rowing out of the e-course rowing club. 
a mm. couple summers prior to that, a gentleman by the name of uh, Richard Weiss, longtime Grozio resident, considered the grandfather of our program, got his son Matt involved, who's currently a, a collegiate coach. Um, he was the longtime head coach at, at Michigan State. So yeah, Dick Weiss was was instrumental in getting us established and you know organizing our initial uh, agreement with eCourse, and he stuck around and helped us out you know with fundraisers and trailering boats to regatta as well well after his son was involved you know we've just trying to we've tried to build upon what he established ever since there's a lot of uh i think there's a big understanding of of paying it forward and uh, appreciation within our within our program and and he was the one that that we have to thank for it and then of course Gorsiel isn't the only downriver school with a rowing program you mentioned the e-course club Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of schools use the Wyandotte Boat Club, which is where Grosseal is. What other schools are training at Wyandotte? Yeah, currently we have seven schools rowing out of Wyandotte. In addition to Grosseal, Wyandotte Roosevelt, Ralter Carlson, Riverview, Southgate Anderson, Crestwood from Dearborn Heights, and Trenton. Trenton. Okay. So seven, seven schools in all, all under one roof. Wow. It's amazing. That that building is just crowded with boats. <laughs> Looking in that, looking in, in the bay doors, just seeing all the, uh, I don't even know what to call everything, but uh, <laughs> just the, the racks of oars. I know what oars are at least. So. Sure, sure. Yep. We, uh, they are boats. Sometimes they're called shells or skulls, but we're definitely proud of the facility as a, a training resource, even, even simply as a storage resource. There are, you know, a number of clubs at all levels of rowing throughout the country that you know, have to store their stuff outside on racks or trailers. So, you know, we work very hard to raise the funds to purchase that equipment. We've, we've had important donors throughout the history of our programs. And just the, the general, you know, hard work that goes into fundraising, you know, makes us really appreciate what we have. And we're fortunate that the club gives us the place to store them, to take care of them, you know, and then ultimately to train out of as well. Yeah. And in the building, Probably a lot of people haven't seen the building because it's set off of set off a of biddle just just enough and covered by some buildings, but so it's between Portofino and the golf course, right? Yeah, and it's technically uh, part of uh, BASF Park, and you know, as as long as I've been involved, the number of people that I've spoken to that really aren't aware that that rowing's part of our downriver communities, and you know, I've talked to people that have had dinner at Portofino dozens of times or played golf, you know, at, at Wyandotte Shores that didn't even really realize it was there. So, you know, we've definitely been working a little bit harder lately to, you know, to help promote what our kids are doing a little bit more to bring more attention to our sport. So the building that was created, was that 89 that it was built? Uh, 98. 98. 98. And so if I, if I remember what I've heard about it, at least, uh, that Heinz Prechter and BASF contributed to that, that construction. Yeah, Mr. Prechter um, was a donor to the original, the effort, you know, BASF was instrumental in securing the property, um, as well as helping with the construction. And then through the efforts of the club and good old fashioned mortgage too, we're chipping away at making it our own yeah. forever. So so the the club, so Wyandotte Boat Club is, a, is an actual boat club that regular people can join. Correct. Right. And it, it seems different than, say, the Grosseal Yacht Club or Ford Yacht Club or, or Albemarle Boat Club. How would you describe the, the club itself? Most of the members at the club are largely social. You know, there is a difference between our, our rowing members, which we, we consider to be A members, um, and then our B, our B social members. But social members, they have, you know, access to, to the lounge upstairs. 
you know, they have the opportunity to attend various events throughout the year. It's one of the best views on the Detroit River. You know, that's another thing that we try to we try to educate people on. You know, we have we have two decks outside and you know, especially when when the weather's nice, it's a great great place to go enjoy a few hours on the river. Yeah. So then you can so you can become a member and and row out of out of the club as an adult then. Correct. Yeah. We have, you know, various levels of of rowing opportunities for for our kids and our adults as well. We have a really successful adult learn to row and recreational programs. You know, a number of those, a number of those adults have, you know, within a few short years have have gone from taking their first couple strokes to becoming what we call competitive masters rowers as well that take the sport a little more seriously and race as well. And are there regattas held at Wyandotte Boat Club? On normal years? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, on normal years, yeah. We host two high school regattas, the the Hebda Cup, which is the oldest high school regatta in the state, which is typically the last weekend in April. And then historically- Oh, that's early. That's got to be cold. Uh, sometimes it's cold, but it's <laughs> that's uh, high school rowing in the Midwest. We're all used to it. Yeah. We're all used to it. And then we hold the Y High or the Wynette High School regattas typically the first weekend in May. Okay. And then adult-wise, are, are there- Ever adult regattas up on there too? Masters or? We've had a few smaller events over the years, nothing dedicated primarily to the adults. There were a number of years where we did hold a fall regatta. That's actually something we've been, we've been kicking around about trying to reboot here. Hopefully in the next couple of years, we can make that a reality. But throughout the Midwest, you know, throughout the country in general, there are a lot of racing opportunities for kids and adults. For, for those who haven't been down to the park, starting at Portofino, you can walk south along the river all the way to the golf course and there are what four stands with with benches where you can sit out and watch and so when when kids are out rowing or adults are out rowing you can you can actually sit on a bench and watch and it's it's pretty pretty nice but it's a nice place to walk on a regular day too so it is it is every once in a while i'll look up from a practice and i'll i'll see people just kind of stop watching our kids work and it's a even me, I need a nice reminder every once in a while of 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 what we're doing and just kind of how special and unique it is. So it's it's cool to see that other downriver community members are taking the time to appreciate what our kids are doing. Yeah, there's probably a lot more boat traffic right now than normal with pleasure boats. With, this has uh, been a it's been a great fall, and everybody's trying to get in their last couple of days. I don't blame them. Yeah. So yeah, everyone's getting in their their last little run of the fall, and usually. You know, when things start to warm up in the spring and, you know, again, this kind of the last hurrah of the fall is when we get, you know, most of our, our pleasure boat traffic. But, you know, late spring throughout the summer, it's a pretty good place to row. You've dedicated a lot of yourself to rowing. So what's made it so important to you? My father still rows competitively. Uh, he's 69. He started rowing in high school for Our Lady of Mount Carmel. The school is no longer open and they're Rowing team had unfortunately uh, ended a few years before the school closed due to, to enrollment. I had two uncles that rowed. Uh, they made a couple of junior national teams. I grew up around it. You know, family vacations were were often planned around my dad's regattas. And it kind kind of sounds overly simple, but that's kind of kind of all I knew. Like that's that's what you did. And yeah, you know, and as a kid, like that's fun right? Like no matter what your, you know, mom and dad do, they, they plan the vacation around it and like, Hey, this is fun. And you're right. It is. I ended up rowing for Grozeal, uh, in high school, you know, had the chance to row with, with some of my best friends, um, you know, guys that I'm still regularly in touch with today. 
Um, you know, my wife and I met through the sport. I've had the chance to coach all my siblings. It's, it's, it's just kind of always been there and it's always made sense. You know, it's something that I, I always just kind of feel natural around and feel really good about. Yeah. But then since coaching and starting coaching at a pretty young age, I've just been fortunate. I've had the chance to see what it does for kids, you know, the impact that it's had, you know, socially and emotionally and athletically, physically kids make some pretty, you know, significant, you know, transitions in their lives or, you know, the good things they're doing become that much better. I feel fortunate that we've been able to play even just a small part in that. So I, I think it can, can do a lot of great things for a lot of great kids. I, I jokingly told a young man a couple of years ago, you know, he was sort of on the fence. He had come, come to a couple of practices, wasn't quite sure if he was going to stick it out. And I told him like, Hey, it's going to change your life for the better forever. And I don't know, that's a phrase that's kind of stuck and I've been using it ever since. And I really do believe it. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I wanted to get, get our talk in uh, this week in particular is that Saturday is the bottle drive. We haven't had a, a normal bottle drive in a while. I'm, I'm not sure if this one's going to be the, the normal type either, but I think we'll get there eventually. So, sure. So the main the main fundraiser that people know about, at least for for Grossiel Rowing, is collecting bottled deposits. Yeah, this is a, a fundraiser that one of our our rowing parents uh, way back in 1994 recommended, and I mean the program started in '89, so you know we were still pretty young, and, and it's interesting looking back on it now. I started rowing in high school in in the the spring of '93, and you know we had a little bit of success and. You know, from the perspective of, of a high school kid, like we were, we were doing a pretty good job, you know, looking back on it now, it, you know, I kind of realized just how young of a program we were. So, you know, fundraising, buying our own equipment, trying to, you know, keep out of pocket costs for our families as low as possible, you know, has always been a, a priority of ours. So, you know, we've tried you know, we've tried a lot of the the stereotypical fundraisers. We've tried to sell stuff. We've done raffles. We've, you know, done different events, but bottle can drives both in the fall and the spring have, have become great for us. You know, now they're established. I think, uh, you know, people look for us. They expect it. Uh, we get phone calls regularly throughout the year for, you know, additional pickups if their garages fill up a little bit more than they're comfortable with. Um, you know, and we will do special pickups for people. We can talk about that in a minute, but, but yeah, they've become a, a really, really important and regular part of what we do to, to fund the program. And the one that's coming up this week. So is it, uh, the last one that was done was at the Kroger parking lot and you dropped them off there. Is that how it's going to be this time? It is. It is. And Kroger has been great to us. We've been there obviously since we started the, um, historically, uh, we've gone door to door. Uh, we've accepted drop-offs. We've we've accepted donations at Kroger, um, but you know, pre-COVID, we've you know, you know, our kids have put their comfy shoes on and and we've gone door to door, and we are pretty good at canvassing just about the entire island. But we've had two can drives. We ended up we canceled um, during the COVID spring of 2020 for obvious reasons, but we were fortunate enough that we were able to reboot it last fall. You know, and then we had. The, our spring drive during the season in 21 and we are not going door to door currently that's something we're still going to hold off on until you know we're a little bit more more comfortable sending our kids out and obviously we don't want to put anybody at risk 
but the drop-off has worked well too. We, you know, encourage everybody to, you know, to come visit us. We'll be there starting around 9 a.m. on Saturday. You know, feel free to drop off. If you do need a pickup, you can contact us at any time that day or, you know, the week leading up to it or even the week after or whenever you need something and we'll, we'll send somebody over to help you out. And that's in that little alleyway between, say, Kroger and and Ume, right? The yeah, the sushi yep. place. Yeah. Yes, so just drive through there and yep. and they'll unload yeah, you and drop, send you on your off. way. We'll, uh, we'll thank you with a smile and uh, we definitely appreciate everyone's support. So what are the other ways that we can support things? I, I've uh, noticed that the boats have names on them. So uh, can somebody sponsor a boat? Certainly. Yeah, certainly. We, we've had a, a couple generous donors, you know, in the past. Uh, as a program, we've had the, the opportunity to, to honor a lot of people that have been instrumental in helping our group program grow by, by naming boats after them. But, you know, certainly if anybody's interested, you know, to honor a, a friend, a loved one, a community member, you know, we'd be happy to have that, you know, conversation to, to, to discuss the kind of funding that that would require to see if we could make it happen. And I think you said that there was an annual uh, dance, a dinner dance that that has happened. Is that probably something that will happen maybe next year or the year after? It is. Yeah, we're optimistic that we can get that back on track as well. I know I know we have the event approved through the school district. You know, fingers crossed. We, you know, we stay safe and healthy um, up to that point. But typically late March, early April, you know, historically, we've called it the dinner dance. It's a, an auction and fundraiser event. Uh, we've held it at Ford Yacht Club. We've held it at the Country Club. But it's a great night to come together to celebrate our team, everything we've done, and you know, help fund the the current and future programs. So it's uh, it's a fun night. We usually get some great items that are available, it includes dinner, a couple of drinks, but uh, a great night to celebrate Grozio Rowing. And if, if someone wants to keep in touch and and learn about those things, what are the best ways to find out? Uh, you can find out at our website girowing.com. And you can follow us on our social media accounts as well. Grozio Rowings on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Excellent. Excellent. And great photos. Um, even Wyandotte Boat Club has a great, yeah. great feed with photos. So if you're an adult that wants to get into rowing, watch, watch some of the program videos and, and see, see them. Anytime somebody goes rowing by the power plant is, is pretty awe-inspiring, I think. It does. It does photograph pretty well. Well, each episode of What's the Deal, Grosseal ends with a wish. So if you could have a wish granted for Grosseal or the other communities around, around Downriver that are rowing, what would that be? I thought about this one, and I think, I think it's an awesome question. And, you know, obviously your, your guests are, you know, important and, and relevant to, to our community and surrounding communities. My wish is for the greater Downriver community and for Grosseal to to really get a better understanding of the impact that our sport has on kids, what it can provide for kids, the opportunities that come with the sport of rowing. We have some really, really great young men and women that are involved, some really hardworking coaching coaches, uh, and parent sure. boosters. And, and yeah, the, the wish would, would be for a little more, little more visibility, little more love, little more understanding than what we're trying to do. Excellent. I think our I think our kids deserve that. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Scott. And I know I'm not the only person that appreciates you and the teams and how you've made rowing accessible to the greater community beyond Grosio even. So thank you so much for that. 
My pleasure. Thanks for the chance to talk about our sport. I really can't overstate the positive influence that Wyandotte Boat Club's middle school rowing program is having on our family. I can't recommend it or thank Scott and his crew coaching crew enough. Don't forget that the Cannon Bottle Drive starts Saturday at 9 a.m. next to Kroger. That's October 16th, 2021. I've put lots of links in the episode notes so you can stay connected to the program. What's the Deal, Gross Eel is a production of Fote Media Productions, LLC, and is edited in everything else by me, Ben Fote. Find the ways to connect with the show in the episode notes or at whatsthedealgi.com. Thank you for listening to What's the Deal, Gross Eel?